0: Welcome to the third episode of OOTS, or Out of the Studio, produced by GDC Manitoba. GDC is Canada's National Certification Body for Graphic and Communication Designers, and this podcast is here to interview graphic designers and creatives from Manitoba, and hopefully across Canada, about their work, their lives, and what makes them excited about good, or bad, design. My name is Leif Norman, and I'm here to ask a series of questions and make designers say mildly controversial things. Dua Design began in 1990, but the two partners, Terry Gallagher and Steven Rosenberg, each have 30 and 40 years respectively in design. Today we are talking to Steven, who is a fan of coffee, bicycling all over Winnipeg, early 20th century jazz, and knows quite a lot about the history of fonts and the Winnipeg design scene. What would you have done if you were not a graphic designer? Nothing. Nothing?
1: No, I, I've considered, well, if I wasn't a graphic designer, I'd uh, be selling uh, hydraulic systems. Uh, not because I like hydraulic systems. I think very few people like hydraulic systems. Uh, it was a family business that I um, chose not to go into uh, because the only thing I knew or wanted to be was a graphic designer.
0: When and when did that thought pop into your head when you were very little?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the what is typical of this is that graphic designers start off by drawing stuff. You know, they doodle and, uh, you know, it became, uh, there would be um, events and things like that and drawing contests. So I'd wander in and knock off something to get a prize, that kind of doodad. And Red River to this day, although I, I continue to think it's wrong, is an illustration-based uh, program for graphic design. they are the fact that you illustrate is nice. Now, I haven't illustrated anything since the early 70s. Um, took two days to draw a tree and decided that was it. I didn't have to do this anymore. Um, and you can be a designer without being an illustrator. But um, it is how it is conceived by many, including Red River, that you do it. Um, so you be at a young age, you go, I can draw. What can I do with this? Um, you know and it wasn't and let's define the fact that, that graphic design is an applied art not a fine art and so you know the thought of going into in fact fine arts at the University of Manitoba never quite knew what to do with graphic design because it was an applied art it, it was bastardization of art as far as they were concerned mm. um, I spent a year in fine arts going so you don't have graphic design and they went, oh no no if you want to whore yourself out of course you can do that um, and then uh, in lieu of going to Red River, I went to Europe.
0: Well, that's a good education.
1: Yeah, it was. I thoroughly enjoyed myself.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I, that's what I did when I was young. I took myself on a giant solo trip to England, and I came back a much different, better
1: person. There is, there is no doubt that a designer is a better designer the more they know and the more they understand. Uh, we're constantly asked to interpret different things things which we're both familiar with and not familiar with if we're not familiar with it we have to do our research and understanding but to to be able to we occasionally do things where we have to be humorous about something Uh, and we do work for shakespeare in the ruins and they did there's a star wars version in shakespeare so we came up with quotes um, Luke, I Am Thy Father and stuff like that for a fundraiser. So you so you both have to be able to know Shakespeare to be the, the popular elements of Shakespeare and, and current TV shows in order to understand um, how to talk to the population. The more you know, uh, I, I eventually at the University of Manitoba, I became um, um, a lit major. I eventually went to Europe, but I was a lit major for a while. Specializing in second-class American authors.
0: <laughs> so. What's, a, what's name me a second-class American
1: author? Uh, Sinclair Lewis. He's not at the top of your list. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, right. Scott Fitzgerald. And, yeah, and, and Hemingway and stuff like that. Right. Sinclair Lewis, uh, born in in Minnesota, North Dakota, wrote uh, stories about the Midwest and things like that, and uh, I like that. And Vonnegut, who was very popular yeah, at the time. Um, and at university, I read most of what I read. The fiction I read, I read at university because I've read nonfiction ever since. But the more you know, the more you understand, the better you are as a designer. Uh, knowing what's happening in politics in Canada, the States, and around the world is extremely important to understand what that means and how that works and the role that many of us are often asked to play within uh, when approached by political parties and things like that.
0: That's right. So going back to the drawing thing, everyone seems to think, oh, uh, I'm good at drawing or this person's good at drawing. Uh, obviously, they should either go into comic books or be a graphic designer. And you're, you're saying that it's more like layout. It's knowing how to lay something out and how to lay ideas out.
1: It's, well, you get what, what we find that's interesting is that when we design websites and hand them to programmers, um, it's like the test you used to take in school about well, here. It is as uh, a 3D shape. When you unfold it, you know which one is the unfolded piece. Those kind of things. Programmers have uh, don't quite get the unfolded piece at times, so that they'll do it and it's right. But designers will always go, "That's too big. That's too small. And you got to nudge it." Because part of the design process is you get you you finally get things down on. The term is paper, but on your screen. And then you nudge it to get it. It's not quite right. It needs to be a little bit smaller. Uh, I have to kern it a bit more. I have to align. I'm a big fan of aligning things. Things just don't sit there arbitrarily. Yeah. They're aligned Uh, With other things, Uh, you make sense out of the page. You you can't. um, I've seen designs where you look at and go, I can see the grid. You you, you shouldn't be able to necessarily see the grid. You can use the grid,
0: but you're not supposed to see
1: the grid. You're not supposed to see, but you're supposed to understand that. And we, as part of uh, every designer, is taught the gestalt of design. There's a balance that we like and that we appreciate, unless the impact is imbalance. And there are times when you want to do that, but you have to understand balance and imbalance. Um, And so we, we get to the point in the design where we nudge things around until we say it looks right. And this comes out of understanding how to draw a face and other things like that, that not only looks right, but one of the most humorous things, and the thing that I realized I couldn't do is when you take the illustration you've done and then look at it in a mirror. Is it all out of whack?
0: That's a good trick. So you look at it in a mirror. Yeah, you
1: get a tilt. People, there's often people who draw with a tilt to the to their stuff, and you can see it when you look at it in a mirror. You go, "Holy crap! Look at that! How did that happen?" So, its illustration feeds into that. But uh, you know, the truism is you can't make a living as an illustrator in Winnipeg. Many have tried, all have failed. <laughs> you can be represented if you're represented outside of winnipeg mm-hmm. you bet right people have been successful there was a, there was an illustrator out of calgary a number of years ago who was who did world work around the world he was the long neck guy he did illustrations that we had long necks and so that he was very successful doing that Have no idea what he's doing now yeah. but uh, he was repped yeah yeah that's the same it's the same thing with
0: I couldn't be a famous photographer. I'd love to get repped by some New York person, but I'm just a duct tape type of photographer, so I can survive perfectly fine in Winnipeg.
1: Photographers, aside from the issue of digital and everyone's got a phone and everyone thinks they're a photographer and all of those kind of things, at least are there's more. there are photographers out there. There are illustrators who do it because they have another job.
0: Yeah, that's right. You always have to have a, an extra job to support you. This whole thing started with talking about hydraulics.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So you would do. You were a doodler. You
1: no, hydraulics were. was the family business. Yeah. You know, let's, let's let's make no mistake about it. Did My your father, brother
0: go into it or something?
1: No, I, I have a twin sister, which just uh, uh, amazes people and horrifies them.
0: <laughs> a twin sister.
1: Yeah. Let us, let us let us let us let us just state this. She is everything I am not.
0: <laughs> the opposite twins. Yes,
1: I am the whatever studies have been done on twins. I we're the one who you know. Same environment and stuff like that. Now we're completely different. A uh, mirror
0: reflection of a sister. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay, so I think we've sort of touched on this next one. Well, what do you think makes for a bad design? I mean, besides being able to see the grid, being able to see something oh, to uh, a, skewed, well, imbalanced on imbalanced uh, by accident.
1: There's a design process. Uh, the, and there's variations of the design process. But research and discovery, strategy, concept, design, production, execution... If any of those fail, the project will fail. So you've got, to, you've got to be all the way through. And one of the worst things uh, that, that happens is that designers don't do their research. They don't understand what they're doing. They fall into the trap that, that many, um, that happens to, uh, that the public believes. We believe we tart up things good. They call us graphic artists and say, make this pretty. You know, but we should do this. and they go, don't don't you you're not expected to talk or think, just make pretty. And the thing is that we have, in order to do something, you have to understand, you have to do your research. We have done research into endless amounts of things that we would have never we'd know about the funeral industry. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason in the world why we should, but then at one point we had to, so we did. And when these things happen, we have to have that understanding, that then leads into strategy. How are we going to talk to people, and how, what are we going to say to them? Who are we talking to? What are the messages we're going, to, we're going to give to them? Which is who we want to talk to, and what they're going to, what we want them to hear. And then there's the concept of how do we wrap it up? What do we put it inside of? What? A lot of concepts, a few strategies, a lot of concepts, and then comes design unfortunately there's a lot of people who start at the design portion where they go okay i'm just going to design this and so they haven't done their research they don't have a strategy and they don't have a really a concept they just want to make it look good they fall into the public trap and so bad design comes out of it looks cute but what the hell does it mean combined with the issue of some design sucks there are bad designers out there um whether you know you can debate this to the end of time i believe that designers are bored that they have a sense of what they're doing, and that if you look at it this way, I can take as many lessons as I want to sing opera. Not going to happen. Right. Some people I are just were never born to do born it. Born to. They got. They got the. You know. They got the pipes to do it. They can be. They can sing opera. Um, there are people who are, who are born to be designers because they understand. How to put things down on the page, whether it's digital or print or whatever it is. And this, there's a digital and there's a print. The design is design. It's just because it's electronic doesn't mean that it's different and stuff like that. Yeah. Functionality is different. Things change, but designers should be able to adapt that. And so the issue here of, um, you know, the, the the designer and being. Born into it means that over time, as they mature as an individual and as a designer, they get better at what they do and understand what they can. And there's people in design for all of the wrong reasons. I can make money. The, uh, I have a computer. It will do all the work. I will do branding because I know the word branding. Uh,
0: and they've got a bunch of fonts that they can just pull out.
1: <laughs> there's, uh, there's wild misconceptions about branding. Branding came into existence a good number of years ago when people started talking about it. And it was like, at one point, everyone talked about synergy. Um, and then they would occasionally mention low-hanging fruit. And then they started talking about branding. And the realization of some designers was that they could make a lot more money if they were not a design studio, but they were a branding company. And I've seen some horrible examples of branding over the years stuff that absolutely sucks but they go in what
0: way like how like it's just twee oh it's it's off the mark it's
1: it's it's off the mark completely i mean i mean the everyone agrees the spirited energy for the province of manitoba i have spirited energy Mm -hmm. Uh, come on spirited energy Oh, yeah. That differentiates us from every other province because, you know, those Saskatchewanites, they like to lay down all the time. Come on. Well, that's a good
0: point because so the concept underlying it is not hitting the mark because oh. it could be applicable to anywhere. Right?
1: Exactly. And okay. the, the thing is that we have, we're the home uh, of the defensible statement. If we make a, a statement, how do you defend that statement? How do you say that's you know you said this can you prove it yes we can and here's how there was there was a one point um design studio that claimed they were the best design studio in the city says who Uh, how do you defend that what did you do did you did you get awards Are awards important to talk about Uh, i would i would hope that the answer would be we do projects for our clients we set goals for those projects and we achieve those goals. The concept of qualitative and quantitative. Qualitative is, oh I love it, it's wonderful, you know, I like to squeeze it. But quantitative is you want to increase the people, number of people voting for your political party by twenty percent. Did you achieve that? The the it was a great campaign, but we lost is you still lost. So you've got to balance the qualitative and the quantitative, when it comes to branding, they do this, this mystical mojo branding, people suddenly they'll want to do this, that, and the other thing, they will become robotic and want to, I must buy this or whatever. Nope. That's right. They Tor- do torches
0: th- of freedom and all
1: that. It doesn't, the thing is that, that done properly. Yes. You can, we always know, we've always felt that Apple products An Apple product comes out and you go. Built well works well. Generally speaking, I mean, there's, there's duds out there, but generally we know that we can see an Apple ad when, they, when there's a lot of print ads. We knew, excuse me, we knew uh, an Apple ad when we saw it in a magazine. It looked that way. When you walk into the Apple store at Polo Park and look on the wall, what they've convinced their suppliers to do is to, to a great extent, package the components that they're selling there in white. So it matches. And Apple can do that kind of thing. And so they go, look at this wall. It's not like a hodgepodge of stuff. Look, there's a lot of basically white package product on it. Mm -hmm. And Apple knows about branding and how to do it. And there's all sorts of people who get charged just incredible amounts of money um, for stuff that's crap. Uh, And uh, the thing is, designers... um, you have a responsibility. You have you do good design for your client. It's not for yourself. We have clients who pay us, and we have a responsibility to our clients. And at the same time, we have a responsibility to the public. When we do something, we have backed out of projects. When we look at it and go, there's something snaky about this. We don't like this. Um, we don't think that this is a project we want to be part of because we don't think it's good for the public what this person is proposing. And we'll say the words, no, you know, politely, thank you, no, we, mm-hmm. we do not wish to participate. There's a responsibility to the public to ensure that when you do something, you can go in there and say, true, 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 true. And when we do design, we do design that is true as it can be. The statements that are made and what the claims that were made as, as well as we can, um, we try to make, we try to ensure that they're that way. There must be ethics, designers must understand ethics and that must be how they proceed in life, understanding the ethical code under which they should do their work. We have a great responsibility. We have, designers are part of the world of, on uh, uh, one end of the spectrum is informed. The least you can do with a poster is inform. The most you can do with a poster is persuade. So uh, Barack Obama's campaign a notable element, not the whole thing, but a no- notable element was the poster by Shepard Ferry. And it became you know, iconic. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hope and change and things yeah. like that's that. sorry, like, not obey. That's... that's not, yeah, that, not, I know. Not it's, obey. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was like hope and change. Yeah. There were, they had right. a number of them. And you look at that and go, it was an important part of people's perception of Obama that that you could that you could look at it and say yes, I have hope and belief in it. So the poster became really important. On the other hand, in um, when Bush when Gore ran against Bush for presidency, it all came down to a vote in Florida with hanging chads, and there was a butterfly ballot that was that was just dumbass design. And when people people were horrified to find they looked at the ballot because they had pictures. Of the ballot and went. You mean I voted for Pat Buchanan and not for Al Gore, some right-wing asshole, because I could, because it was poorly designed? And so, because of that, because Florida became the state where, among other things, there was disenfranchised voters and stuff like that. But in general terms, because of badly done design, Bush became president and all that ensued because of that. And so... Um, designers at a certain level can affect things now, At other levels they they do you know right little signs that say we're having a garage sale and they're not designers <laughs> but you know things that are posted someone had to
0: design just the no smoking symbol somebody you know you see it every day someone yeah designed but
1: but even at that there's 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 symbols become extremely important and if you do something where people go what then, then it's not fulfilling its purpose. And so designers themselves must have a responsibility in order to understand what they're doing and who they owe their allegiance to. It's not just the client, but it's also to the public. They must protect the public. And if they can't protect the public, they should question whether or not they should be doing that job.
0: Very well said. Does the GDC uh, help promote this idea as well? Is this, like, is this idea... Um being talked about like does everyone is everyone on board with this or like there's always there's always shills who will do anything for
1: well there is there is there is a code of ethics that was written many 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 years ago there is a national grievance committee um i don't think it works right i have problems with how it's structured and how it bases its stuff. Uh, for a lot of people, they don't know that there's a grievance committee. With the GDC? Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, in the uh, the thing is, if you become a member of the GDC, as part of it, you agree that you understand the goals and, and elements of the GDC and that you're expected to read the, the um, Code of Ethics, which is like four pages, last time I looked at it, but they don't. Mm. And so this is uh, really individuals, for better or for worse, Um, individuals make up their own rules. And some make up really crappy rules. You know, my rule of, my code of ethics, if I can make a buck, that's a okay with me. That's not good (laughs) ethics, but that's That's personal ethics. We all
0: need money to survive, but money should not be the only goal. And that's where things get messed up with some people, is that obviously you have to pay the rent, but... It's like you just went on that, the, that great spiel about you have to have a higher purpose. You have to stand behind what you do. You have to uh, realize that you're, uh, you create things that can affect the world in real ways. And a lot of people probably just shy away from that because they think it's too big or too onerous or something.
1: And all they want to do is make money. Mm-hmm. Now, I will agree that number one on the list is if you're a sole proprietor, or you own a design studio, you, you've got to pay your bills. No question about it. And we, you know, at Do what well. there's jobs that we do that are not the most satisfying creativ- creatively, but they pay the bills. And so we've done reports and other things like that that are okie-dokie. You know, we do, they, they meet the needs. We are very cognizant of the fact that we, um, we at least, uh, oddly enough, we love to standardize uh, charts because if you ever see a tall, thin chart... It's a lie.
0: A tall, thin chart.
1: Yeah, they're, they're extending, They're actually, they're, there's a formal way of, an acceptable way of dealing with that. They make it tall and thin in order to show the difference between bars. And if it was half or a quarter of the size, you'd go, there's no difference between the bars. But you can break the Y axis. I know this, I do this. And say, but you put a little uh, two little yeah, lines, little, yeah. yeah. And say, I've broken the axis so you can see this. And you started zero, and suddenly you're at seven thousand. So you can. There's acceptable ways of doing this. Um, we try not to lie in annual reports. Uh, <laughs> 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 we did one, once. I saw an annual report where I thought there was 3D graphs, and I thought this is amazing. I uh, this chart is great until i realized it was floating in space and i was looking from underneath and they had huge deficits so how they hid stuff but once you take care of business and you've got to take you got to pay uh salaries you got to do all of those kind of things you got to pay your rent then after that down the road i think all designers because of the fact that we have we have the um, part of what we do is persuade Um, then uh, there you have a social responsibility to groups who cannot afford to pay for this, to do pro bono and say, look, I can help you out. And some designers do none, some do some, some do a lot. But one of the things that we know is that we have the ability as a profession and we're not quite a profession, which is another discussion.
0: <laughs> that's a whole lot of discussion.
1: Certification of designers has not really caught on.
0: Well, yeah. like Sorry to interrupt, but it, uh, in, in Iceland, they have certifications of photographers, which I think is amazing. You're, you're not allowed to be a, a true photographer until you pass some sort of board. And that, that's a, that has pros and cons to it because then they can exclude you if they don't like you. Right.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I I spent a year traveling the country talking about this, and and um, in the end, designers are not graphic designers are not prepared to go forward with it. The only design profession that's not certifica- certified certified. Yeah. So uh, and there, are, there, well, there Ontario does have a, a wacky form of certification, uh, which has been. I don't know overly successful, but that's another issue. Yeah. But the, the thing is that designers, because if you're good at what you do, you should be able to persuade ethically. Therefore, if there are causes, if there are nonprofits, if there are people who need some assistance, then designers should consider that as part of their role of making the world better, that they do pro bono a lot a little up to the designer but we have this we can do this and we should do this and i would certainly promote with the designers they consider as they go through life considering taking up causes if it's some design studios go we'll do one cause a year fine terrific uh, but uh, we should as a profession almost profession lend our talents to this because we are we are certainly primed to do it we have the skills and the knowledge to do it and we know that there, in a lot of cases, uh, there are organizations you can look at them, and they have. I've, I just came across a, a brochure, a fundraising brochure that was the worst fundraising brochure I've ever seen in my life. And I actually, uh, you know, it's a thing I'm, I'm familiar with. And uh, so, in in the my long list of things to do is to contact them and say and offer services, send them a check, because it's a fundraising brochure, and say and if you'd like some design for free. I'm your boy, because uh, you know I fully support what you're doing, and to get better at what you do and to look more professional in what you what they do is fine. It's the design that's bad. It's somebody with, um, um, you know, I got a computer and clip art, and that's that's all they have.
0: I love clip art. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I. I love that stuff. I, I like going to restaurants where they where they use clip art, but it's all different styles.
0: Yeah like this nice steaming two-dimensional cup of coffee symbol and yeah it's i love that stuff it's a mix
1: and a match how many things can you slap on the cover yeah and count the type how many typefaces can we (laughs) fit on the cover of a menu
0: I, i we used to have a game where we would parse the menu for bad punctuation and misplaced apostrophes we would actually take a star off if they had if they had grammar mistakes in their menu, well, so
1: <laughs> I also you you can't avoid one of my favorites random capitalization
0: or random use of quotes.
1: Oh yeah, well
0: yeah, like completely unnecessary uses of quotes. Yeah, I,
1: I think <laughs> I think underneath Sears at Polo Park, when you pull in to pick something up, you're supposed to quote turn off your engine. <laughs> And, and you go, is this mean metaphorically or is this like a life choice or I'm not sure what they mean. Unless they actually mean turn off your engine. That's right.
0: They should have used an underline instead of quotes. It's so yeah. funny. All right. I've got to power through. This is this is fantastic. But I've got so many good questions ahead of me. Uh, who are your inspirations?
1: Herb her Herb bowen was a designer who could take type. And aside from he did Avant Garde, uh, which was a masthead for the magazine. That's right, Avant Garde. And then he made it into a typeface, which perhaps he shouldn't have done. But he's part of uh, International Typeface I think it's Corporation. He was, he was a great designer who knew how to use type, uh, smart about what he did, clever. Um, he did a, a masthead for something for a, something called Families, where he used the I L I to create a little family. Um and it just he, I, I'm just amazed at the work that he's done. and and, and he's long gone, but um, he was just a, a great factor. He also, he designed um, UNLC upper and lowercase, which was the magazine of uh, ITC. And this was a, a large format magazine that was sent out. And it was, it showed you, how you could use, uh, type and a few other things to make things of beauty. It was just stunning what he did. And I, I, they collected his stuff together in a book. Uh, like, uh, upper and lower cases have been collected together in a book. Uh, and they're just, uh, this was predates computers and everything else. This just, um, it's amazing.
0: Well, I'll have to look, uh, look them up. I'll, we'll put uh, some links to that in the show
1: notes. Okay.
0: What do you love to do that has nothing to do with design?
1: Well, as I age, I like napping a lot. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, um, uh, during the summer, I, I cycle in the city. Um, yeah. So depending on the year, my, my I did 1,700 kilometers one summer. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for 500 this uh, summer, so it's not as much. But I found parts of the city that I, I, I discovered by cycling. Uh, I went by your junior high the other day. Right, that's right, Golden and Gate. Golden Gate. No they, bridge, though. Hidden there out in the, yeah, hidden out there in St. James, nestled uh, off near Bruce and Lodge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was, I've discovered all sorts of trails throughout the city in the weirdest places. Um, I thought uh, St. James had uh, nothing. And then it's got a trail at the end of Hamilton that that, uh, pops you out on silver near Polo Park. Uh, All of those kind of things. So cycling during the summer um, is something that keeps me happy. And uh, recently I've been watching really old musicals. Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney. And now I'm into Esther Williams, which I think uh, is just crazy.
0: Yeah, Esther Williams is uh, fabulous, fabulous stuff. Do you go on uh, vacation anywhere? Or do you like fly over to Germany or something?
1: Uh, well, in the past couple of years, uh, because my wife is several years retired and I'm several years I don't know what. Uh, we've been to New York a couple times. We've been to London and uh, we're doing something, something later this year. And uh, I'm uh, uh, agitating for another trip to New York, maybe in the spring so we've been traveling a certain amount it's um, timid steps of traveling for uh, I've traveled much farther than my wife so it's a matter of of um, um, her getting out of the comfort zone of uh, the places we usually go although we, we endlessly go to Seattle we have really good friends there and Seattle is a delightful place
0: yes I've heard I, I and, have to check
1: it out. and my hat is from Bulldog News in Seattle I actually go oh. to the store and buy my hats
0: Yes, I noticed your Bulldog News hat. That's very cool. I, I've started collecting uh, baseball caps from random uh, places around Canada as well. So.
1: Yeah, well, no, I, I, I've been to Bulldog News as opposed to, you, know, you could buy hats that said Brooklyn on them. For a long time, I'd never been to Brooklyn. Oh, that's
0: just faking it. That's horrible. Yeah, that's yeah. not legit at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is something I can, although um, I don't know what I can, I did watch Ren and Stimpy, which I gave me a good enough reason for, for wearing my Ren and Stimpy hat for a long time.
0: That's right. What books should people read?
1: Um, there's um, in the world of books. There is um, "Don't Make Me Think" Stephen Krug. That's Krug with a K, and uh, that's he does uh, uh, usability testing and websites and things like that. And "Don't Don't Make Me Think" is really what what r- drives. Um, Him and and websites, he gives ridiculously useful information. Um, It's an easy read, and it talks about really the approach that everyone should take towards websites and how they should be developed and and what your responsibilities are. Um, The Brand Gap uh, by... um, Newman. Newman?
0: We could look it up.
1: Uh, Yeah, I can...
0: We'll edit this bit out. Yeah, edit this bit <laughs> yeah. out. No, this I is the think... only bit that I think we need to edit out. Are you connected? I actually am oh. No, I am not. We we should be able to get something in here.
1: Uh I have NTE, a I mean. Yeah. The brand gap? Yeah, the brand gap by Newmeyer. Eric Newmeyer? No. No. But close. Although there is a simpler way to discuss this, are you? Are you? Uh, do you have a connection to anything?
0: Um, yeah, I do. I've got some LTE action going on here. Okay,
1: go to designprocess.ca.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I just found the brand gap was on Amazon. and give us the name of the person. Marty uh, Newmeyer.
1: Marty Newmeyer. Uh, designprocess.ca is my reading list.
0: Okay. Just uh, okay. So just the uh, we we need to go back a bit. So. Uh, I need you to say The Brand Gap by Marty Neumeier and then mention the, your, your reading list.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'll just, I'll just... There's my signal.
1: There you go. So in terms of branding, in a book that not only tells you about branding, but tells you why you do branding, because often I, I've asked students, why do you do branding? They go, eh, because because it, uh, it's... it's it looks, uh, I could, uh, with, uh, in a little bit of cinnamon makes it taste good. Uh, they don't have the answer to it, but you got to understand why you do branding. Well, it's in the book, uh, The Brand Gap by Marty Newmeyer. Marty Newmeyer, it's part of New Writers, um, uh, Books You Should Read, that kind of stuff, uh, uh, affiliated with AIGA in the States, the, their design association. And um, those two books um, really tell you a lot of things. Uh, for others, um, uh, my it doesn't quite do much of anything. Uh, website designprocess.ca has a reading list. And if you go there, there's, there's my suggestions uh, about books that you can read. Um, there's others, Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow, that tell you about how people um, understand things and make mistakes and those kind of things. What's really important about that book is... Um, as I, to the chagrin of everyone, have endlessly pointed out um, stupid questions raised by branding companies, uh, and and uh, done a lecture, endless lectures on this apparently, where they asked a question and the question was completely wrong. So the answer was completely wrong. The, 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 the biggest rule about problem solving is not the answer it's the question. Get yeah. the right question, you'll get the right answer. Yeah. So the work you have to do is to understand the process, back to the design process, understand research, discovery, strategy, concept into design. When you go through that, you're problem-solving every step along the way. We're doing a project now where we've had to problem-solve every step along the way, and we did We did execution, uh, and it failed. So we've, we, we went... Well, holy crap! That's no good, and we 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 have we regrouped on that to do it a different way because what we thought would work is not working, and so we've got to do it. Every step along the way, it must work. Problem solving every step along the way it starts out the theoretical becomes practical, um, and so the the thing about is one of the greatest problems I have with again with the branding companies wrong question. Wrong answer. Well, it's so, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. And so that, well, no, it was, they start from, we want to end up here.
0: Oh, they've got the...
1: Yeah, they go, we're going to end up here. What do we have to do in order to end up here? And so they do. It serves their purposes to end up in a place. It makes the client happy, things like that.
0: Right, as opposed to going into the thing open-ended and trying to, like you said, problem-solving each step of the way to get to a better point. They're just sort of deciding, bang, we want to do this. Yeah. And that, and that can totally... Yeah, I, I mean, once
1: that. you once you do the, here's what we're going to do, then everything else is off the table. It's not that it, this is representative of anything. This is what you want to do. You, you know, be, be truthful. Well, it we, certainly
0: simplifies things. If you just <laughs> you just come into the thing and go, we're going to do this, bang. That, I mean, of course, that, I can see the, uh, the appeal of that idea because then everyone can go, oh, okay, click. They turn their heads off, and they can very easily yeah. lay stuff
1: out. The problem, the solutions they they found. We we you know we, we've seen this in a number of different cases. We looked at it and said, well, that's a dumbass answer. They're, <laughs> what they're coming up with is the solution. They're coming up with the lazy man solution. Yeah, where the answer is they don't have to do work. This is the solution that says, yeah, it's okay. It's not that bad. It's other people's problems. It's not your problem. Don't worry about it. And you go. It is their problem. This is why this organization exists. They have to address this. They can't fob the problem off on somebody else, but they have people that they hired who told them, first, they're smart. You're very smart. And two, they don't have to worry. Yeah. So if you want to have, you know, the they're not branding. They're people who come in and get paid big bucks in order to assure you that everything's fine. Yes, so,
0: yes, man. It's the yes, man.
1: Uh, yeah. So drum. not the way the, you know, we've told things to clients that they never want to hear. We're not happy to do it but we also have to say look this is the reality of the situation don't believe that you know we have clients who go but with social media everything will be fine no it won't you know you we know who you we know who your audience is there are surveys that have been done in north america we have read the reports on these things the people you're talking to uh, are now uh, approaching their 60s if not in their 60s their use of uh, social media probably very limited Um, It's not the thing they do, they do other things. And so talking to, no, we should talk to the young. No, you shouldn't, for what you do in the arts. The word is this, though you'll get people out who are young and have a great desire, but it is not until the age of 35 that people seriously consider um, attending the arts. For a majority of people, there is always exception. And we know from studies, in a majority of cases, women will make the purchase. And they will purchase for the whole family. We know this again and again and again, both in terms of surveys, surveys and anecdotally. Uh, I watch my wife; she makes choices, and I go, "Huh, okay." <laughs> I don't get in the way of her choices. I watch what she mm-hmm. does and go, "Yeah, you know that conforms. That makes sense." <laughs> that's, a that's a good experience.
0: You're just just watching. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I, you know, check this out, and it conforms though to what we know. So this is not, a, I guess, I think. It's not the opinion, it's my opinion that, w- except for the fact that people forget to say it's my opinion, yeah. they state it as fact when the answer is no, 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 that's opinion. You have nothing to back it up. We back up things because we know the studies, we know what they say, uh, we know all of those things. And so we have to have arguments with clients at times of the fact, no, 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 You, you the group you're talking to, they they don't, the social media is not the way to get to them. You can, it's not that you can't do social media, it's not that you can't do social media. It's more of an issue that you shouldn't think that that is going to be, um, that's going to make things, whatever you're doing successful. You can't pin your hopes on social media unless you know specifically whatever you're doing, the only people who are concerned about it um, are on social media.
0: Yeah, people just say social media as if it's some sort of panacea. They just sort of go, oh, it'll be fine, we'll just engage with that. Yeah. It's of a, in a thoughtless kind of uh, thoughtless kind of way. It's true. Uh, I think I already know the answer to this. Uh, what do you do to stay creative? Napping.
1: Oh yes, I'm. A, you know, I, I never understood why why my father would come home from work and nap, and now I fully understand why he <laughs> naps. Uh, the uh, the designers. One of the things about design is that. Uh, nothing ends your education does not end the tools you use do not end when I was when I started doing design um, I was 10 years away from the Macintosh being introduced and that's still another 16 years or so until it's a a usable product Uh, because it wasn't for six years it was just a bundle of laughs but nothing else Um, and so I did I, I did traditional design I did paste up And in 50 years span, the only thing that changed was the introduction of the PMT, the Positive Mechanical Transfer, where it's like a Polaroid. Rather than making film, you had paper. You would shoot it with a process camera. You'd run it through a processor. You'd peel it away. And there you had whatever your halftone or whatever you're doing. Not the same tonal range as film, but life is like that. Um, And then computers come in. And now, with the Creative Cloud, They go, one of the things that I found out at a conference was that once you package a product and sell it, you cannot make feature changes without charging. I don't know why. This is Americans. And they said, but when you have a subscription service, you can change it every month. And so what had been an 18-month cycle for Adobe, because they had to localize and stuff like that, They can go, oh, we got to change this. Really important thing. When can we do it? Uh, Two months. And they'll do it in two months. And so everything keeps on changing, some for the better, some for the worse. But um, the world keeps on changing. Uh, Events keep on changing that affect what we do. Uh, And it's a matter if you want to keep up um, on the fact that I don't do social media. Um, but you've got to be, to a certain extent, you've got to be on your game. And so there's certain things, I pick and choose a bit nowadays in terms of what I do. Because um, for some stuff, eh, you know, not, not particularly concerned about that. Others, can, others in the office can deal with it. Uh, but there's dealing in the arts, because we deal mostly in the arts. Um, you have to, it's always the issue of the image that sells. The image that is truthful as far as we know to what is happening so that we can connect with an audience. Find someone who may never have walked into a theater before and say, this will interest you. And they'll go, yeah, it looks interesting. Maybe I should go, I should look it up. How do we go about doing that? So it's the constant challenge to find the way of doing it. And there are, um, there's always different elements that that uh, that are part of the problem. And so it's, it's the, I have a, uh, um, I enjoy problem solving because it's it's a, it, it, we have a tangible art. We produce printed pieces, or you can see web pages. There's you know there's other people who do things that are, in the grand scheme of things, it has an effect, but I can't point to it. But we're very tangible. We and for a long time, everything we did came out in print. You know there it is. Here's the brochure that I did. See that logo up there? I designed that logo. Those kind of things. Uh, and so we still have, we have ways of seeing it and uh, as designers always are in the world of print, seeing it and going, I really shouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I should change that next yeah. time. I'll change it. So it's constant challenge.
0: Yeah. You, uh, it was, it was told to me that, uh, there, there was that one famous evening, like tales from the dark side. Uh, GDC used to do those things where yeah. you, you had some uh, fantastic horror stories about uh, clients from hell uh, could you give me like a quick example of a client from hell without getting into trouble
1: well um I did a couple well, the, the the basis of Tales from the Dark Side was clients from hell um we bought six clients um yeah it was very difficult to do and um it was, you know, we we talked to our lawyer and we worked it out. There was a guy who was a designer, wanted to go away to college, wanted to sell his clients, and very difficult to sell your clients. You know, they, they why they don't have to, they're not obligated to do anything. So we we worked out a thing where we bought his files, and then we were introduced. And if they if they basically if they never used us, then so be it. And if they used us, we we paid him a percentage. And um, over time, uh, all of them left. Uh, And for um, different reasons, Um, um, many were, um, uh, there were in fact horror stories because of the type of clients they were. One of which, uh, like one he was related to, and that basically apparently solved a lot of problems and and we weren't related to them. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, we we did, it was the type of world where for a year, everything we did was the best thing that had ever been look at this this is great this is wonderful you can't get better than this this is world class and i turned to terry at one point my business partner partner and said you know um you know there's a flip to this and um if they asked us at one point to give them a blank sheet of eight and a half by eleven paper they would go this is crap i've never seen worse you can't get worse than what you've just given us so we wrote the polite letter well it's not working anymore right and it's time to go. <laughs>
0: It's always the the thing the thing about clients from help is I've I've had those too being a commercial photographer is the number one thing I think that, that gets everybody is when they say uh, well what we want is it to be red green and blue and then you give them something which is red green and blue and they go what are you I, what are you doing I wanted purple and you know <laughs> they, all the it's that they do one thing or sorry they say one thing and then do another that's the that seems to be the number one head explosion uh, problem.
1: We have, we have a fairly good record of they asked us to do something, we do it. Although we, we had a classic one where we, a client came in and, and we did it. And um, they came in, you know, we, had a, we said, okay, there's something to show you. And we showed it to them they said, we didn't ask for this at all. This is nowhere near what we wanted. I mean, you, did, did you understand what we were saying? And um, to which I then spoke. I had done the original with a designer sitting next to me. And I brought her in for the second round. And I said, okay, let's let's go back over this one. What did they ask for? And we talked about it. And, and you know, looked at our notes and said, we did what they asked for. And then they switched. We had no idea what that was. <laughs> that was a, And this was many, 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 many years ago. Yeah, so. some, sometimes
0: people just want to get upset or something. It's, it's uh, crazy. Yes. Uh, how do you think the industry is going to change over the next 10 years or so?
1: How about... Ten months. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, then, what? More computers? Less computers?
1: <laughs> well, no. The computers are getting better at what they do, um, but the, the designers have to get better at what they're doing. the The problem that exists, and, and this is something that Bread River has to pay m- more and more attention to, is that, you know, back back pre computer, there was the designer, there was the color house, there was the designer, there was the typesetter, there was the color house, there was the printer. Well, the color house and the typesetter have gone away. Um, It's the designer and the printer. When the typesetter went away and designers killed typesetters, because we had a Mac, it did its own type. When that happened, we had to take on all of the aspects of type. Now InDesign understands how to kern and does some, uh, there's something no one knows about called the Adobe uh, Paragraph Composer. Uh, which when you type in it in InDesign, and suddenly it reforms itself. That's what it's doing. There's also the Adobe Line Composer where you can tell it not to do that. Mm. Um, and so it tends to. We had to learn a lot about type uh, and bad type because still at the beginning of all of this, kids were doing stuff in their basement with Fontographer that they forgot to do spacing. Like the space is a character. The Zen of of type. And so I would have to go in and, and, and basically change the space because the spaces are all out of whack between the words. Yeah. Um, and so we had to learn about that. Printers killed color houses because they did direct a plate. So you give them a file, they'll rip it, and then they'll send it to plate. Well, the color houses had done all of that. And then suddenly it was duplication because the color houses would do film. And at one point, the answer was film was going to be dead. But the color houses also did color correction. That was part of what they did. So the printers kill the color houses, but don't deal with color correction and things like that. And so now designers will do it. And everyone goes, if in order to do color correction, you need to use the numbers. And we go, "Ah, we're designers. We got eyes. (laughs) And so we basically sit there. We try to every so often remember to calibrate our monitors. And then we do color correction, some better, some worse. And more and more, designers have to take on responsibilities. Websites came along, designers said, okay, how are we going to do this? And What kind of functionality would we going to need on a website? What? Co- how can we make this work? How do we translate this to this? How do we take... At one point, we said we have an InDesign file that we're going to make a PDF, but we'll make it interactive. We can do things you can fill in. We will say uh, your table of contents. We, will, we automatically generate table of contents on long documents. And at the same time, we go, oh yeah, by the way, remember, make uh, when it gets to be a PDF, uh, make sure your table of contents links to the page properly. And then we do hyperlinks and stuff like that. So. They've done wacky doodle things to Acrobat. Too many wacky doodle things to Acrobat because they're trying to make it too much. Uh, it's like Word. It's just Word. Nice. Just Word process. Don't 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 get fancy. Don't don't do cartwheels. So Adobe's getting a bit too fancy that way. But that means that we can provide things to clients that are enhanced in many ways. And so what's happening is we can provide more things to the clients through the things that we use, which will change on a regular basis through the Creative Cloud, or whatever is next down the road, but Adobe is a, a monolith. And so it is a constant learning process to understand how best, the areas that we should pay attention to, and how best to make those, um, make a better project for what we're working on. And so we're in a, in a not, um, it's not chaos, but it is a somewhat constant case of change, and the thing about about uh, there's too many students who go through and go. I, I graduated, so yeah. I know what, I know what I need to know, and because I didn't go anywhere for I'm the last of the of the self-taughts. Um, there you know there was a number of us back in the day who never went to Red River or anywhere, and so the the I had an epiphany one day, which was I didn't graduate from anything, so I never had a stop. And so everything, all the time, is a constant process of learning about um, endless amounts of topics, about things that, that you can use in order to make projects better. And so it's um, because of the changes in software and hardware and how clients relate to you know depending on what they do and the fact we do animation and things like that nowadays all of those things mean that we're a constantly evolving um studio that pays attention to what are the needs now and we've we've you know things came and things went one point everyone worked in director yeah long ago
0: is that who made that
1: or something? No, I can't remember who it was, but this was sort of the, the big deal was director and then they they burnt it and sent it to the middle of the river.
0: <laughs> but I, In, InDesign is basically like the, the major wow. app that you guys use for pretty much everything?
1: We use InDesign as our page layout program. We use Photoshop for image manipulation. We use Illustrator for vector-based issues. Um, uh, every student graduates from... Red River, with a love of Illustrator and use it for the wrong reasons and After Effects. Uh, Flash has just come back because um, they can do HTML5 and CSS3. And because before uh, Steve Jobs refused to put the Adobe plugin or Macromedia plugin into uh, their tablets and phones so you couldn't see uh, uh, SWF files. Um, apparently, they've, I uh, just last night started looking at Flash again. And they can generate um, stuff to be used on websites. And so I know Flash, so I'm going to go back and, and look at Flash again. So this is all uh, all the stuff is a constant in every evolving. And when I did layout, you know, on boards and used blue pencils, nothing evolved at that point. There was, on the fact I had a, I was well known for the fact I did crooked layouts. <laughs> <laughs> I once had a production manager at an Out of Funk press uh, press uh, yell at me for a half hour for the crappy. Look at this. It's That's a 30 off. second of an inch out. Oh,
0: <laughs> well then you should have brought up the grid, I suppose, um, do you have any, uh, I think you've like answered this one is quite ridiculous. Do you have any specific words of, of wisdom for uh, like, I guess a young, uh, a young person interested in graphic design? Like what would, what would your one quote be?
1: Graphic design is about the world everything in the world is of interest to you and the more you know about the world and how it works the more you can do your job so it is endlessly learn the design process and understand what it is know it's the different elements within research discovery strategy concept design production and execution with as i like to point out an administrative overlay to the whole thing because if you don't have administration you don't get to know people but you learn learn everything. Go to you know know what the current movies are. Um, no, I, I I'm losing out on current songs. I, that's something that's come come and gone for me. But understand the world and how it spins and how it is part of the design that you do and how you can bring those factors in. It's not a decorative art. It is an applied art, and we have purpose in what we do understand the purpose in what we do
0: that's awesome what question do you wish that i had asked you
1: best coffee in winnipeg <laughs> <laughs> what is it um you know uh, there more and more i i'm i'm impressed with the uh the Independence parlor downstairs uh tom bargana or however they choose to do it cafe postal mm-hmm. uh little sister uh um
0: Fourth, the new Fourth over. The, on the fourth, the
1: yeah, the one on cord next to the Starbucks is the make. architectural one. Make make that's yeah. J.
0: J is in there. Yeah
1: yeah. So that there's there's uh, I take inspiration from uh, well brewed uh, espresso.
0: That's right. Now we've got like a, a, a mills with a dogwood coffee. We have a proper roaster right right yep. downtown. So that's that's actually something that Winnipeg really. I mean, it was like Black Pearl and a couple other, but but they did they weren't doing like the crafty type of small batch roasting. Yeah. Hosting.
1: Yeah. Although Black Pearl has an interesting backstory to it, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, it's Not for now. Um, I the one thing I would I would wish is that I look at um, they've changed the faculty has changed, but Edmonton had a stunning faculty in design. Emily Carr, and you know, Winnipeg has never particularly aspired to have. You know, they hire people who are okie dokie, Um, and uh, not that I want to disparage what they're doing, but you mean Red River or U of M? Yeah, both. Well, I don't. uh, No one knows that the U of M is actually offering design anymore, and if if they are, they got to rehaul uh, overhaul it. You know, the 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 discussion has always been over the years, move it over to architecture not that the architecture students are particularly welcoming to graphic design students but you know they hate out fine art students
0: but that warehouse journal that the uh, architectural department puts out at the U of M has found i think really interesting design i'd love to see what you think of it these you know have you seen those things they're great big chunky thick books with they had to use like halftone dots to kind of get that. I flipped through, yeah,
1: I flipped through a few. And the thing is that aside from the fact that architects, uh, there's architects who believe that they do graphic design who shouldn't think that. Because I've worked with architects who go, this is what we've done. Really? (laughs) That's Uh, daring. (laughs) But you know, I don't design buildings. Don't, Don't let them think they can do everything. You know, do what you do best. Um, it would be nice if there was, if, if, if design in the city, if there was people in the city, um, it, you know, if something happens in graphic design in the city, the media has nowhere to go to talk to somebody. They, you know, so if something has happened in graphic design. Not that things happen often, but who do you go to? Who do you talk to?
0: Well, hopefully it would be the GDC. Uh, Does the media the, know but, that the GDC exists?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't think that. I doubt it. I mean, the thing is that I mean, there's a um, there's an Association for Interior Designers, but you know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're they're certified and stuff like that. And theoretically, to be an interior designer, you have to to use the term. You have to be a um, you have to be a member, but you can be you know a design interior design <laughs> consultant. You know, you can get around it and stuff like that. So I don't think that the general public is at all aware of GDC. I mean, the the CPAs endlessly run ads all over the place telling you why you should use a CPA. Um, GDC is not particularly public about what it does and doesn't have the funds to do it. They don't have enough money to make the public aware. Theoretically, they, they went out to... Last I knew, I think they copyrighted the term certified graphic designers in order to differentiate. Without going the route to professionalism, they they copyrighted a term but the public doesn't know that certainly the, the role of GDC would say this it, you know, for good design you should use a certified graphic designer look for uh, CGD but nobody knows that so that's you know there you go that's th- that tree is falling in the forest right so
0: okay where should we go for breakfast next
1: well I, I Winnipeg does have a treasure trove of places for breakfast uh, it depends on uh, on um, um, certain elements, uh, like the the very odd 1958 in Wolseley um, uh, I mentioned to you the it's a gas station, uh, it's a restaurant, Kendalls in uh, East Kildonan. Um, uh, although we just lost apparently Luna Rosa, which used to do a really good breakfast. Oh yeah, Luna Rosa. They're yeah. not around Yeah, they, they closed down, apparently. I don't know why. We have no idea why. It's just that well, they're, they're always a good source for breakfast. Running a restaurant
0: is uh, tired. It's just a tiring, endless... I would never want... I would never wish that of my worst enemy is to run a restaurant, because it's just endless toil.
1: Well, you have people like two Kellys. Yeah. Yeah. I, where, love, I love that place. Where Where's the other Kelly? No, there's only me, but I blame the other one. So... The, the one you know a certain I must admit a certain joy in Winnipeg are the are the um, restaurants in many ways that no one's ever heard of where they uh, uh, they do uh, good hash browns. You could ruin you can't ruin eggs, but you can ruin hash browns.
0: All right, cool. We're gonna leave it there. Good. That's it. That's all. Yes. This has been a production of GDC Manitoba. Andrew Boardman, Evan Coos, and me, Leif Norman. Music for Oots has been supplied by The Scissor Kicks. Thanks for listening, and I hope we all learned something.